0: So, Kristen, one of the movies we're going to talk about this week is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I really barely remember, even though it was a hugely successful franchise in the 80s and 90s. I barely remember. But one thing I do remember is that it had the worst theme song of all theme songs. Are you sure
1: it was the worst? Are you sure it wasn't deliberately trying to be campy and ridiculous?
0: I – it's well, maybe, but it's so completely unmemorable. I mean, can you do you remember anything about that song?
1: Absolutely.
0: You really don't remember anything about the song? No, I remember no, not a thing about I it. don't
1: believe you. I don't you believe, do? I think you're, how do you how because you I know? think you're trying to make me sing because you know I love to sing. I think you, you're challenging me to sing, but you
0: can't sing the Teenage Mutant Ninja. Turtles. Everybody nobody, in
1: America can sing the nobody, Teenage Mutant Ninja. Turtles nobody, can, the Teenage guys who
0: sang it barely sing it.
2: Ninja
1: Turtles. Oh, all right, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, heroes in a half shell. You know turtle it. power. Did I, did I get that right? Yes, I I can Is sing. Is that it. it? That's that's it. No, are you going to make me sing the whole song? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you can sing the entire. You can. Sing me You're one, gonna
1: sing me me sing one verse. you not going to make me one verse. song. You know an actual they're verse? They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes and You know what? These poor Holy listeners, God, how do you know this? They're heroes in a Half Shell and they're green. Good Lord, Christian. And those okay. lines about a turtle attack. But the turtles have your back or something like that. But you're now everyone turned off this podcast because I was singing. <laughs> so now we don't even have any listeners this week.
0: This is wildly unexpected. Okay. Oh,
1: this is so sad. Sorry, listeners. If any of you are still listening, Rafer forced me. I'm stunned. He, he forced me. I had no choice. I'm stunned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't believe you. I think you know the words.
0: I don't. I, I don't. I think
1: you're just screwing with me. I
0: don't. know. know. No. I, no. no. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to talk this week about teenage mutant ninja turtles we'll have a special guest to help us make sense of that movie we're also going to talk about 100 foot journey with helen mirren as a uh, fancy french chef and we'll talk about the new disaster film into the storm you like that
1: it's that was very dramatic <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say something like colin the reckoning <laughs>
0: I wish that was my best voiceover (laughs) voice. Uh, All that uh, coming up in a moment. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday.
1: And I'm Kristen Meinser, culture producer for The Takeaway. And this is Movie Date.
0: Kristen, what is Into the Storm about? Well, there's this storm. It's a big storm. With a lot of tornadoes.
1: And um, you're going to go into it. Yep. Because you're not just a victim of the storm. Maybe some of you in your community are victims. But some of you are chasing that storm because you're storm chasers. That's right. Let's, let's play a clip of Into the Storm.
0: I'm not going to risk it. I've got hundreds
1: of scared people. You will have hundreds of dead people if you stay here. Sir? I study storms all my life, all right? And this one is bigger than any storm that has ever been. Can you hear that? It will flatten this building in seconds. Exactly. With or without you, we're getting these people under those buses right now.
0: The poor little town of Silverton. Oh. It can't catch a break.
1: It can't. You know what would help? What? Sharks. Sharks <laughs>
0: <laughs> It would certainly liven things up, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: Can you imagine like the tourism that would hit that town after a bunch of shark hit? That's right. That's right. But there are no shark in this movie. We need to make this clear. It's going for hyper realism. There are a lot of handheld cameras there is no camp anywhere in this movie.
0: Yeah, well, it depends. Well, it depends on your definition of camp. Like that's one of the interesting things about this movie, right? We were just we were just talking about this. Do they? Can you make a camp movie anymore? Not not a not snakes on a plane, not Sharknado, not intentional camp. But can does anyone really make just bad, straight ahead, tone deaf, <laughs> culturally oblivious, <laughs> d- wooden, ultra serious okay, movies? If that's you know how you're going to
1: describe camp. Then this movie is it. Then it's this movie is it. Very serious. It takes itself quite seriously. It's like...
0: amazing that a movie that a movie following so soon on the on the heels of both Sharknado and Sharknado Two would seem so unaware. I can I, I I thought of when I was watching this movie. I thought of that guy in the Twilight Zone, Burgess Meredith in the Twilight Zone, where he goes into a bank vault. And sleeps through the Holocaust, the nuclear Holocaust. When he comes up, his city, the the entire, the earth is just in ruins. And I was kind of like, that's you. This this movie is that guy. You were just napping in a bank vault somewhere when Sharknado came along. You had no idea it existed. You woke up. You're like, I thought it was still 1974. And the best disaster movie was Earthquake with Charlton Heston.
1: (laughs) But did you feel any of the seriousness of this? I mean, the tornadoes are, I, I will say this. Are quite spectacular in this movie. I didn't think they even looked that good. What
0: do I thought... you remember? Do you there's a, there's a scene in this movie? It's <laughs> it's t- it's in the little town of Silverton. You've got your your high your vice high school vice principal. He's got your his two sons. One of them's in love with a, a pretty classmate. Then you have got your storm chasers. The storm chaser guy played by Matt Walsh of, of Veep uh, and uh, a meteorologist with a PhD uh, uh, named Allison Stone. You have all these people. A couple of local jackass types. They're all trying to survive the storms. And the dialogue is, the dialogue is just astounding. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, you were, remember you were saying it's, it's, it's all first person video stuff, right? Yes. So it's all the teenagers are always saying like, holy, I, can you believe this? Can you see this? Guys, are you seeing this? Are you see, did you see that? Every time, every time there's someone's, every time someone's reaching for somebody and they can't quite make it, they say, I can't quite make it. The bus is turning over. I know. I'm sitting right here. I can see the bus turning over. I know what's happening. I, I, I'm I, right here. It's incredible how serious this movie is. It has no sense of humor. But do
1: you know why it's serious? Why? Because this isn't just an action movie and it's not just about storms. It's about what we're doing to ourselves because this is not a sci-fi movie. It's a cli-fi movie.
0: That's right. It's a cli-fi <laughs> movie. You, you read that in the press notes, too. Yes. They even they even italicized cli.
1: Yes, that's right. They want us to know that this is to be taken seriously, and this is about real life, folks.
0: Allison, the uh, meteorologist, is the one who says to us something like, what does she say? You know, what used to be a once-in-a-lifetime storm now happens once a year. Uh, and then she says something about soon it's going to be happening it's going to be happening everywhere. And someone says, like where? And, <laughs> and she says, Los Angeles. <laughs> that, was my, that was my favorite line in the movie. Oh, God. The I'm, tornadoes I'm reading... are coming for you, L.A.
1: With sharks. We know this already. With sharks. <laughs> with
0: sharks, for God's <laughs> sake. We've this, seen this. This is one of the worst dates I've ever had. Really? This, is, it's so abysmally bad. God, the scene with the tornado catches on fire. That was a fire needle. The hell NATO? That's a
1: crazy. <laughs> I, oh, you called it a hellnado. I call it a hellnado. Oh, I called it a firenado. Firenado,
0: okay. infernado. I don't know. I don't know what. Infernado. God, that was that was the moment. That Snap. was the moment when I start when I bust out laughing. I just thought, <laughs> "Oh my god. That's hilarious." There was kind
1: of a half of a plane NATO for a little bit when I yeah, went to the airport.
0: Right when the when the tornado is scooping up all the passenger jets off the tarmac, yeah. but it, but it but it still can't loosen the grip of that one kid, no, who's holding on, no, no. I can't quite make it. <laughs> incredible, incredible how
1: bad this was. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it was the worst date ever. Really, I, I would say you know what I, I did think some of the tornadoes scenes were action packed, but. I'm just going to say, go back and see Twister if you want this
0: movie. Twister was actually kind of good. Yeah, I like go, Twister. Go, go
1: see Twister. Twister was fun. Go see Twister fun. instead, and, and that'll be a pretty fun date. That's not a great movie, but it's a pretty fun date. It is totally
0: a fun date. Yeah. This, I agree.
1: This there's It's not fun, actually. <laughs> it's not,
0: it's <laughs> not, not a fun problem. date. That's the problem. It's not, not
1: camp enough. Not, not a fun date. No.
0: <laughs> Let's discuss... The 100-foot Journey. I bet you like this one a little better. This is uh, the latest from Lasse Hallstrom, the director who did uh, Chocolat, uh, Cider House Rules. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, there's
1: a lot of food references. All three of those movies, right. you just mentioned food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: Mm.
1: Interesting, well, Lassie. I think you have a theme here going. Yes, yes. it
0: is very interesting. Well, uh, so this is uh, stars Helen Mirren. She's a uh, fancy French chef in a little uh, French village. Uh, she's running a one-star Michelin restaurant, a uh, very famous little place. Uh, across the street from her... Can you guess how many feet across the street from Gosh, her? 80? It's about, it's about, se- it's about 80 feet.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: across the street from her, uh, an Indian family moves in, and they are going to start their own little restaurant. And what we have here is a battle between two, two warring camps, two warring cultures, you might say, and the high, the low, the Europeans, the Indians. Here's a clip. This is Flavor that is fighting against the chicken.
2: I added some spices for Flavor. Sauce and of garnish and business. But why change a recipe that is 200 years old? Because, madam, maybe 200 years is long enough.
1: But it's not just about food, and it's not just about a difference of culture, and it's not just about on the top or on the bottom of this Michelin star rating, it's also about ambition. And about family. That's right. Oh, it's about all these things. And not surprisingly, Oprah is one of the big producers
0: on this. <laughs> Oprah and Spielberg. <laughs> yes.
1: Oprah and Spielberg together at last. Here to share this life journey with us. It's, it's everything about life in a convenient two-hour movie for us to watch.
0: Well, as, uh, as the main character, uh, uh, Hassan Kadam, and he's played by an Indian actor, Manish uh, Dayal. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, his mother tells him as she's sprinkling some spices into a pot of something, life has its own flavor. It does. It, I don't know it, what that it, means to sh- you.
1: It sure does. <laughs> what is it right
0: now? <laughs> I don't Life has its own flavor. That is, well, according that's to this completely movie, meaningless it's always line.
1: According to this movie, it's always coriander because all you have to do is add some <laughs> coriander and that's then right. suddenly you're on the front cover of every magazine in it's Paris. Beef, it's
0: beef bourguignon but with coriander.
1: Yes. Oh, no. You made an omelet but you put coriander in it? Exactly. An extra star for you from Michelin. <laughs>
0: all you have to do is add coriander. Do stars from Michelin. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, now, how, what did you think of this movie, Kristen?
1: I thought it was perfectly pretty and pleasant.
0: Yeah, beautiful looking.
1: It it, it was beautiful looking. You know I love Helen Mirren. Who doesn't love food in the south of France? Going to the market and picking up some tomatoes and some bread. It's all beautiful. And the people in this movie are just gorgeous. Manish Dale, who you just mentioned – those eyelashes that are a mile long, those big brown eyes. I could just good. look at him all day. He was beautiful. He's
0: good, actually. There's a, and there's, a, there's sort of a, a, a point in the film where he leaves his uh, village and goes elsewhere to kind of find his fortune. And when he comes back, I did think this was a nice touch in the film. And I don't know if this is the actor or the director or if it's makeup or what it is. But um, he, looks, he, he looks handsomer. When he comes back. He mm. looks he looks more The city'll do that to you. Confident and sort of sexy and grown up and I thought, Oh that's that's a nice touch. Well I believed done. it. I bought it.
1: Yeah, and she said, You look different. Yes. By she I mean the romantic lead
0: slash adversary in yes. his life. And Marguerite. Yes. She says, You look different and he says, You don't. I l- <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte Le Bon, who I thought was actually really uh, good in this film and oh, really, yeah. really fetching. I very like the...
1: endearing, beautiful. All those beautiful. cute dresses she wore. Yes. I don't think she wore the same dress twice. Yes. She's always on a bicycle with a All, cute dress. <laughs> always on a bicycle, <laughs> picking steps. <laughs> so cute. So cute. So, <laughs> in short, very sweet, very pretty. Absolutely not a single surprise in this entire movie. Nope, not Nothing's one. Nothing's ever going to take you aback. Nothing's ever going to make you go, Wow. It's just going to be very pleasant. Right. You know, it's kind of like staying in a bed and breakfast in New England. It's just (laughs) like, I'm not surprised. This is nice. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's exactly right. I think I would have to agree. It's a totally pleasant date. Um, The thing is, it's so... It's so damn corny, this movie. (laughs) It's so corny and so sappy. And the thing about Lasse Halstrom is somehow he always winds up pulling it off. Mm -hmm. All his movies, I think, are... Well, maybe not all, but they're usually pretty successful and he can... He can feed you all kinds of garbage, and you'll just totally you'll just go with it. And that's <laughs> well that's, crafted. Yes, very well crafted. And and you know, and you do have a, have a great cast. You've got Helen Mirren, and there's a guy named uh, Om Puri, an Indian actor who plays um, Hassan's, Hassan's dad, father, right? And he's great. I think he might actually be the best thing in the film. Oh, he's very endearing. Yeah, he's wonderful. So you know, a perfectly a perfectly fine date. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back, although I guess they never really went away. They've been around since the 1980s. They launched a movie franchise in the 1990s, and now they're being produced by Michael Bay of the Transformers series. Um, In this movie, our heroes are still studying under their sensei, a rat named Splinter, and they're battling their old nemesis, Shredder, who has a plan to take over New York City, of course. Along for the ride are Megan Fox as the reporter April O'Neil and Will Arnett as her cameraman, Vern. Here's a clip. Hey, Mikey,
2: remember that thing you used to say when we were kids? You made me
1: promise never to say it again. Forget about that. Still got one in the tank. I've been
0: holding it in for years. What? Guys, we need to... A- Kristen, do you know if this is supposed to be funny? Wait <laughs> for You're not sure. You don't know seemed very serious you did
1: as though it was trying to be serious but then you have you know giant turtles who are twice my size walking around in
0: the sewers and they're teenagers and they're mutants and ninjas Uh, all of those things
1: all four of them everything
0: in the title is totally accurate (laughs) right all three adjectives and the noun totally accurate in this title Uh, and
1: review done
0: (laughs) now wait a minute here to help us make sense of these heroes on the half shell is Scott Rosenberg, entertainment editor at AM New York, and our resident comic book scholar. Scott, welcome back. Cowabunga, cowabunga, Scott! Oh no, excellent. I'm not
1: play along, excellent. I'm not do it. Dude. Pizza! Okay. All right, I just did it. I just yelled pizza.
0: Just join the fun. <laughs> just get with the program, Kristen. Get with it.
1: You guys are so much more fun than
0: this movie. Oh no,
1: I keep spilling <laughs> my thoughts. Sorry. Wait, save Sorry. it. Save Sorry. it.
0: Okay, Scott. Here, here is our first question for you all right my when my my wife i told my wife that i was seeing this movie and my wife had this expression on her face she said what is that what is that i've seen the posters what is it it was as if it was um something from not just a foreign country but a foreign world she just her her mind just shut down she couldn't process what it was supposed to be so give us a little history where
2: where did the teenage mutant ninja turtles come from well, they came from uh these two uh, comic creators, um Kevin Eastman and peter laird and they were they were a parody comic um yeah, I mean you got to go way back to I believe it was nineteen eighty four when they appeared and it was a little black and white comic that they self published and it was kind of spoofing all the different little things going on in comics, then you had ninjas, which was this one comic called Ronin, and then you had you know the mutants, obviously X men stuff like that, so right, right, yeah, so they were done as a parody comic Anthro- anthropomorphic comics were a, a big thing back then. Um, were they? I don't remember that. They, they certainly were. You know, there was little. There was a book called Critters, Usagi Jimbo. The samurai Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley, Which is a great comic. Yes, but, right. Um, I remember that yeah. now. Okay, still, you're right. Still you're being right. Published. Check it out. Um, <laughs> okay, so they kind of were birthed from there, and these guys were and on you know on top of being good comic creators, they were also very savvy, obviously, uh, with marketing and uh, obviously and getting these things turned into. Um, Movies, there was the three movies, then there was the other movie, this movie, there was the cartoon series, which ran forever, then like two more cartoon series. Yes. A toy line with like eight million toys and, and that thing even like you could have bought like uh, Leonardo decked out like Captain Kirk and as different monsters. Like it was this huge line wow. that ran forever. But, yeah, we but why
1: the... do you think it got so popular? Why, why did
2: everyone um, lob onto this? You have mutants, ninjas. Yep. Well, you know, what, what kind of kid's not going to want a mutant ninja? So you think it's true? Too? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> true Look, I totally the agree. Pizza, I had pizza. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Their favorite food is pizza. That's right. And we've we've neglected to mention here that they are all named after Renaissance figures: no. Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo. Whom- Leonardo, Leonardo. Thank you. Um, do we know why that is, Scott? Why they're named
2: after Renaissance figures? Is there a theme? Um, I'm gonna level with you. I probably knew this information at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm shamed, but I don't it's remember. A, it's, it's, it's okay. It's been a long time since I've read these comics. That's it's, it's fine. Do you, do you remember what their different characteristics are supposed to be? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were actually pretty on target in this movie, to be fair. You know, Leo's the leader. Raphael's the kind of hothead. You know, Donatello, you know... The nerd for all kinds right, of purposes. Right, right. Here he's kind of he's kind of for a guy.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now Mike. Now I thought there was one little update here. Michelangelo's been kind of hip hopped up. He's been kind of b boyed out yeah. in this one, right? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> always, sure. Is, yeah. he's he knows how to call, beatbox. He can beatbox. He's always calling Megan Fox "girl," right? Welcome yeah. to my crib, girl. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> Make that so noise creepy. again, Kristen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do want one more question. The, the, big, the big question I think for a lot of people is going to be how does this stack up to the 1990 movie? Now, that movie actually did okay. I'm not sure if it yeah, was like a massive hit, but it, it made money. But I don't no. think I've ever heard anyone say a kind word about that <laughs> film. Why is that? What was it that people did not like about that movie? The costumes. I mean, the costumes. You know,
2: I, I spoke to the director and the producers and they were, they were very defending of, of it. Of this um, film. Of the, no, of that, of that film. Oh, and of the that costumes. film. They said that they were, for their time, they were very impressive. And I'm sure they were. But, you know, Howard the Duck was probably impressive for its time. Like, in <laughs> oh, terms no, of the no. I know I
0: brought it up.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. He went there. <laughs> i brought
2: it up. He, so went he up just
1: there. knew so. that was my kryptonite. <laughs> Me and that, Howard um, the Duck.
0: It was Kristen's <laughs> nuclear <laughs> option. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen. Not... Vanilla ice dancing. Well, I'm not going to say anything
1: bad against vanilla ice. So, Kristen. baby.
0: I think we know at this point what your <laughs> feelings are about the movie, but would you just tell us just what is it you're trying to say, Kristen?
1: You know, I want to say the opening credit sequence was really beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I did like that, but that only lasted like 90 seconds. Yeah. And then it goes into kind of a handheld sequence that made me very motion sick and want to throw up. And then it went into a, a half movie of buildup and then a half movie of just action. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um. So I think structurally it, it just seemed as though it was off balance to me, I was just really, I cannot get over how creeped out I was about these turtles constantly <laughs> making comments about Megan Fox's posterior and yeah. pretty plump lips and face and everything. Yeah. El- it was really creeping me out after a while. And yes, it was like Howard the Duck. And so Will, gross. yeah,
0: And Will Arnett does that too. Will Arnett does a, oh, little, it's, a constant. it's ogling almost like, as well. Yeah. It's
1: almost like Will Arnett's only there so he can remind us that Megan Fox is hot.
0: Right. I don't which, know why which, else he's there. I just do want to say, you know, we don't need any reminding. I mean, Megan, <laughs> Megan, Megan Fox is hot, so I can't get too upset about that because Megan Fox really is quite hot.
1: Do you need someone to constantly tell you she's hot? No, I don't. I no. don't. Can I just say though that that I mean, how did you think she was in this movie? I actually thought I. I'm never going to say this again. Megan Fox did the best she could here.
0: I thought she actually did yeah, pretty she well. She did the best as, she could as, yeah.
1: in, in what these circumstances were.
0: Yeah, I thought she was actually kind of likable and, and had a had some spark and some personality. She was a
2: strong female protagonist in an action film, and that's there you go. That's, that's a good, very that's rare. A yeah, it's yeah,
0: extremely uh, rare. I totally agree. All right, but you say bad date, Kristen. Very bad date. Yes. Very
2: bad
1: date. <laughs> very <laughs> okay. bad
2: date. You what went, if you're dating a turtle? <laughs> that's right. I think that's what. If Kristen I brought feels. a turtle
1: on this date with me, I would get up and go to the bathroom at one point, and, then <laughs> and I wouldn't come back. Never come back. You yes, just leave it's that, that kind of date. <laughs> yes,
0: it's, it's that kind of date. Scott, how about you? What um, did you think?
2: Um, you know, it was not a good movie. Um, no, I, for me, and someone who watched all these cartoons as a kid. This was just an extension of the cartoon. I felt like there was no twist and turns. It was telegraphed. It was like, here's the turtles. Here's your little whatnot. And then, oh, there's the villain, the main villain, you know. And then it's like, here's your end. And, like, what did you get out of this? You just got, like, a glorified cartoon that gave me nothing that I couldn't have watched in 22 minutes. You wanted more
0: character arc from your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'd wanted more Ninja Turtles. Let's let's start with that. Okay. Oh, But um, the turtles don't even ne- show up
1: until like a quarter of the way through the film. We don't That's even see true. the turtles. No, they
0: come out. They, they're
2: they're the pretty early. In the
1: shadows. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. They're in the shadows, but 25 minutes in before we really see their faces.
0: And Scott, you had a concern. I remember before you saw this film, just by, by the trailers you were saying you just weren't sure how much you could look at those cgi turtles oh yeah and and
2: and how did they fare um you know just like any kind of thing like you get used to it eventually yeah. but they're i mean gross, <laughs> gross looking yeah <laughs> and i'm like i'm not i'm not a prude or anything like that but like you know it's like you don't want me to sit here and then hypothetically you want me to sit through the next 17 that they make of these right. <laughs> like right. you know give me something a little less gruesome you know you know, yeah, clean them up a little bit. I they don't need f- yeah. to be like, you know.
1: I feel like that was a very philosophical take on things. You look at anything long enough and you can get used to it.
0: I don't think I could get used to Splinter. I thought Splinter looked really <laughs> the gross. <laughs> the, the Fu Manchu mustache and the wet rat nose. I was not happy about that, I have to say. You know what, though? I would say when all is said and done, I was not nearly as bored or insulted by this movie as i thought i would be and i just i felt like this was harmless junk you know for Mm -hmm. kids it's not as violent as the transformers movies by any stretch it seemed a little more in the pg maybe i can't remember if it's It's pg-13 it is pg-13 so are the transformers movies but this seemed a lot a lot more gentle to me Mm -hmm. Um, i could maybe take one of my younger kids one of my my young children to it Um, I just thought it was kind of fine and okay and harmless and not very good, but not horrible. And I, it just seemed like another kind of Hollywood churned out junkie franchise to me. And I was about that happy to <laughs> sit through it. You know, it's a junkie Is that date. your way
1: of saying good date? <laughs> it's,
0: my way, it's my way of saying a not atrocious date. That's about all I can just say. Just
2: buy the toy for the kid and not –
0: God help me I have already bought the toy for my <laughs> 4 year old. He doesn't even know what they are. He saw it in the store. This goes to your point Scott that there's just something about these yeah. freaking creatures that kids go that that. I want that. I mm-hmm. want that turtle with the, band- <laughs> with, with the with the with the with the robber mask on over his eyes and the nunchucks. I want that. And I got it for him. Anyway, so there you go. Scott Rosenberg, entertainment editor at AM New York, uh, our resident comic book expert. Thanks a lot for coming back. Uh, thanks for having me.
2: Is there pizza?
1: Draper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is my drum roll because it's the most exciting part of the weekly podcast. Everybody loves movie trivia.
0: Movie trivia.
1: What did we ask last week?
0: Last week, we had been talking about Get On Up, the James Brown biopic, and uh, everyone knows James Brown's music. It's been used in soundtracks hundreds upon hundreds of times, but he hasn't done a lot of actual acting in movies, The the Godfather of Soul. But we found one that he was in. Uh, We played you a clip of this James Brown movie. We asked you to name that film, and here it is.
2: Hi, this is Laura from St. Louis, Missouri, and the answer to the trivia question this week is The Blues Brothers.
0: Awesome work. Yes,
1: nice work, Laura. And for this week, we're asking you a question about cli-fi movies. Cli-fi. Remember how we were talking about earlier in the podcast about how Into the Storm is not a sci-fi movie? but the filmmakers like to call it a cli-fi movie. Very Mm -hmm. clever. Yeah, very clever. The climate is rising up and and having its way with us after we've had its (laughs) way with it. So cli-fi isn't especially new. I feel especially over the last 15 years or so, cli-fi has been pretty popular. So we're going to play a clip of a cli-fi movie. You recall what you said in New Delhi about how polar melting might disrupt the North Atlantic current? Yes. Well
2: happening. What do you mean? One of our nomad boys registered a 13 degree drop in surface temperature the other day. I've sent uh, sent you an email. Hold
1: on. At first we thought it was a malfunction. Mm. But there are four more across the North Atlantic showing the same thing. Ooh, what is that cli-fi movie?
0: If you know, give us a call,
1: 5717-MOVIES. Or you can always visit us at facebook.com slash moviedatepodcast or at moviedatepodcast.org. Every week, of all the answers that come in, we randomly select one. So anytime up until the podcast release date, give us a call or
2: write Walk us. In the sun, once more, I can't
0: go